an hour of truth for the battered but proud people of the Empire State. From the financial and entertainment epicenter of New York City to the sleeping and empty small cities and towns of upstate, which once bustled with manufacturing, mining, and farming. We all know from inspiration, history, and nature, we deserve a return to the success and growth of generations past, a birthright being squandered by corruption in Albany, and the depredations of an insecure, scheming mountebank posing as governor, who loathes both us and himself. As liberty beckoned to enslaved peoples behind the Iron Curtain via American broadcasts after World War II, we now say, believe, rise, and join us. Welcome to Radio Free New York. All right, welcome everyone to Radio Free New York. Thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate you being here on this wonderful, happy Monday. So thanks for being around. Uh, we're here live on WYSL from noon to 1. If you want to participate in the conversation today, give us a call, 585-346-3000 or 866-552-1009. I hope I got that number right. My producer will yell at me if I didn't. I never say that number, but I should say it more often. But thanks again for joining us. If you're here for a live conversation, give us a call. Uh, we are talking about – we're going to talk about the, the politics of vaccine distribution for at least the first part of the show today, because there's a whole bunch of news coming out around that. And New York State is getting national attention. Well, Governor Cuomo is getting national attention for how he is responding to uh, the development of now two seemingly effective vaccines that could help people return to normal life. The, the uh, development of two vaccines that could help make people immune between 90 to 95 percent immune to COVID-19 with, it seems, you know, no, no dangerous side effects. That is amazing news. That's awesome. So there's the, the Pfizer vaccine that came out last week. It looked like it was 90% effective. Uh, very exciting news. Uh, the only problem with that one is it's got to be stored for, uh, it's got to be stored at like, I think it was negative uh, 70 degrees Celsius. It's very, very cold. It's something most uh, pharmacies and whatnot don't have. Most uh, uh, clinics don't have, uh, but it did work. And then there's another one that just came out, and you might have heard it in some of the, the news uh, from Moderna, which uh, looks like it's only needs to be stored at negative 20 degrees Celsius, which isn't all that unusual. Uh, so, And it can be stored for longer. I guess it can be stored for like 30 days as well as I was reading this morning. Uh, so it seems like that, that one could be really promising for folks, you know, that, that – he, you know, may, you know, probably at first it's going to be distributed to the healthcare workers and other essential workers and stuff like that. But, you know, come springtime next year, seems like there could be an opportunity for most people to be able to get this vaccine. That seems like it doesn't have dangerous side effects, you know, and, uh, you know, we'll be able to start return to normal a little bit. I mean, right now we're we're looking at the prospect of being locked down for another few months terrible you know and I, I we've talked about how we don't like the lockdowns we don't like what governor cuomo is doing trying to regulate the number of people that you can have in a private residence no that's not the government's business but i do get i do get that there's a need to be careful try not to get sick try not to overwhelm the hospitals the whole flatten the curve thing it was always about trying not to overwhelm the hospitals and right now there are some hospital systems that are getting overwhelmed so vaccine would be great if we can chill out, try to stay safe, you know, no, no 
heavy-handed government regulations. We figure out ways to stay safe. No heavy-handed government regulations necessary. Just protect each other and be smart. It's great. But so now we we got these these couple vaccines come out. And and again, but, but before before I get any feedback about this, I know like do I, do I support a mandatory vaccination? No. We talked about this the other day. Andrew and I talked about this a week ago. No, I don't support a mandatory vaccination. I'm sick of hearing that lie about myself. No, I'm not. I, I don't think that it should be mandated to anyone. It should be voluntary. But it is promising. And, and a lot of people, you know, will probably take that vaccine. So so we got these these couple of things coming out. They, you know, they use a messenger RNA technology. I'm not going to try to, to, to explain how that works. It has something to do with how the, the, the virus shape fits in the cells and getting antibodies to recognize that. And maybe I'll have a medical expert on one day to talk about that. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to try to explain how that works. But it seems like it works well. Here's where the politics part come in, though. So these vaccines were developed, it seems, in part with help from the federal government. They It looks like, although Pfizer said they initially didn't do it, uh, both Pfizer and Moderna look like they participated in a thing called uh, Project Warp Speed, which is basically the, the government investing a bunch of money to develop uh, vaccine distribution networks to get this vaccine from research to production very, very quickly, which, to be frank, is a at least a better use of government money than many of the other ways that government spends money. So I'll, I'll give them that. So it looks like that's what's going on here, um, that they, they participated in this Project Warp Speed. Government spent a bunch of money trying to do that, and it seems like it may have worked. Now, I may go do some research later and find out that that's a total mess and there are better ways to do this, and, and I'm sure there are. But looks like Project Warp Speed has something to do with that. President Trump's trying to take full credit. I'm not quite willing to give him full credit for that because, you know, he's, uh, he, he's not the guy developing it. it. It's a lot of mechanisms going on, the scientists who participated in this and whatnot. But either way, it seems like we, we have something positive coming out of this. Now, what is Governor Cuomo going to do about that, though? Well, you may have heard in the news over the weekend that President Trump is going to uh, not allow the vaccine to be distributed to New York State. So that, that's the headline that I caught. Like, oh, uh, President Trump isn't going to allow uh, New York State to have the vaccine. And, and most of these stories kind of led with that headline. You know, President Trump is, uh, let's see, uh, the, I'll read the exact quote. The vaccine will be available to the general population with the exception of places like New York State, said President Trump. Governor Cuomo will have to let us know when he's ready for it. Otherwise, we can't be delivering it to a state that won't be giving it to its people immediately. Now, there's some, this makes sense, actually, because, again, particularly with the Pfizer vaccine that came out, it's supposedly it's only good for a few days and you have to keep it in super cold conditions, right? It's just not that stable and you got to get two of them. And, and so it wouldn't make sense to ship vaccines to New York if Governor Cuomo was going to approve them. Because what Governor Cuomo said is he has two issues with what's going on here. One, he has consistently questioned the safety of the vaccine because it's being distributed by the federal government. You know, I always saw this as, as a, a political move to begin with. Like, you know, there, there's part of me that says, yeah, this is developed quickly. Are there adequate safety checks? Yeah, we need independent labs to verify. Is is this going to cause negative side effects short term, long term? Does this make sense? I think that's fair. 
What I don't like is that Governor Cuomo, King Cuomo, is going to be the one to decide, should we, as New York State residents, be able to access this vaccine? What gives him the right to do that? It's like, why, you know, like part of, part of me thinks like, does he just want to maintain the control? Like, what is he doing here? What gives him the right to say, if I if I want to go get that, you know, vaccine because I want to protect myself, I want to protect my family, I want to be able to go back to work, you know, I, I'm working, I'm working from home. But, but if we want to be able to do that, what gives Governor Cuomo the right to deny me the right to go and buy that, to make that transaction with that company if I decide it's worth the risk? He doesn't have the right to do that. He doesn't have the right to get in between me and a company doing business if, if I'm able to go and understand the risks of, of taking this vaccine that was developed very quickly. That's my right to do that. It's my family's right to do that. That's your family's right to do that. Governor Cuomo seems like he just wants to have his control over one more thing, just like he needed to hand approve, you know, he, he needed to personally approve whether or not we can go and watch uh, Bill's games out in Orchard Park. It's the same thing, but it's even more insidious than that. That's just this is a Bills game, you know, and I love watching football, but it, it is a silly thing. I get that, but he's trying to micromanage this pandemic response because he's got such an ego on him. You know, he's he's written his book. It came out right as New York State is now rising in COVID cases. He wants to. It feels like he wants to control us. You know, so so give me. I would love to hear what you guys think of this. Why is Governor Cuomo doing this? Is he playing politics? What's the point of playing politics at this point anyway? The election's done. What's the point of playing politics in this situation? Why is he still stirring up fear that somehow the Cuomo, or the, the Trump administration is fast-tracking a vaccine for, for political advantage? There's no political advantage. The election's done. What's the political advantage? And these companies and these, these independent scientists who have verified this, what's their political advantage? There isn't one. So why is Governor Cuomo playing games like this? Tell me what you think. Give me a call, 585-346-3000 or 866-552-1009. Let me know what you think because, man, it's got me fired up today. All right, and we'll talk about the the other thing that Governor Cuomo is doing related to, to politicizing the distribution of vaccines right here in a few minutes on Radio Free New York. Talk to you soon. You're listening to Radio Free New York. All right. Welcome back to Radio Free New York. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today. Thank you so much for joining us. And again, if you want to participate in the conversation, I am online. You can find me at Radio Free New York, the Facebook page, the YouTube page, which is now up, the my Facebook page, Kevin Wilson ROC, and my Twitter page, at Kevin Wilson ROC. You can find it all those places. So any show that I'm on, you'll see on my pages. And, and Larry, who is now on Tuesdays and Thursdays, uh, you can catch them on the Radio Free New York pages, the YouTube, the Facebook page, or his Facebook pages as well, the Larry Sharp ones, if you're looking out for those. Uh, it sounds like we did have a caller, but you got, sir, if you, you called, it sounds like you dropped out. So give us a call back again at 585-346-3000 or 866-552-1009. 
And thanks to friends who are who are online participating in the conversation too. You know, got a, a comment from Myron. Not until January 29th. Not until. Oh, it sounds like we got him back, Kurt from the Southern Tier. Kurt. Yeah, uh, it'd be off again here. We got bad signal down here. Uh, yeah, yeah. The whole thing is it's really not about what we think. It needs to be taken to uh, whatever level of courtroom it needs to go into to see if that's constitutional by uh, Reverend Head case, Tommy Como, killer Como there, uh, whether he's got the right to do any of that. Yeah, I'd be curious if he has the right to do any of that, too. Like, well, with, like, right I mean, that's the deal. we got to quit messing around with what people feel or think and all that. Did we lose you, Kurt? Or it sounded like you cut off there. But yeah, no, I mean, just I, I agree. I don't think he has any right to do that either. You know, and and I'd love to see a, a court, you know, litigate that. But actually, I wouldn't like to see that. I would like to see us just be able to access this vaccine. It sounds like we did lose him, but but thank you for for the call, Kurt. I really appreciate that, uh, Kurt from Southern Tier. And uh, you know, again, we're, what on earth? What on earth right does Governor Cuomo have to stop a vaccine from being dis? distributed in New York State from from letting us be able to access that because my goodness we're, we're facing a situation where our businesses are dying where kids aren't able to go to school for months at a time where you know we're, we're all being forced to, to stay in our homes what oh, well you know or, or at least not maybe not being forced to stay in our homes that, that's a bit hyperbolic but you know we're being encouraged to stay in our homes to not see our family to not go and have Thanksgiving with our friends and our family members no, no, like he's he's trying to maintain control over it. That's that's what it feels like. And you know, I'll I'll, I'll read a couple of the other comments uh, here. We we got one from Ron who says, uh, "Yeah, as soon as Biden is the federal government, Emperor Cuomo will decide that the federal government is then safe." Yeah, you know that's what it feels like. It, it feels like it's like well, because it's Trump doing it, uh, then we can't trust whatever vaccine happens while Trump is still present. But I, our government doesn't work that way. The vaccine development didn't work that way. It is private companies doing this. And maybe you could decide for other reasons you don't want to trust these private companies or whatever. Fine. But that's not a decision for a governor to make. It's not. He should not be getting in the way of us finding a solution to be able to overcome this thing. If he's serious about wanting us, New York State residents, to be able to survive and thrive in the midst of a pandemic and post-pandemic, we need to be able to access solutions like this. Why is Governor Cuomo denying us the ability to do that? And it's not just that. You know, I got another comment here from Garrett who says, uh, I saw Cuomo is now whining about how the federal distribution plan is racist. Uh, yeah, no, that's what he's doing right now. And that, that was it. that's what I wanted to talk about next because there's another element to this. Governor Cuomo is threatening to sue the Trump administration because the vaccine distribution plan is racist. And what he says is, and I'll, I'll quote from him, the Trump administration is designing the distribution plan, and their plan is basically as private health care companies administer the vaccines. Cuomo said in a speech delivered during services in Manhattan's Riverside Church on Sunday morning, a rare address from a teleprompter. The president talks about CBS and Walgreens and national change, sure, but they are mainly located in rich communities, not in poor communities. My friends, we cannot compound the racial injustice that COVID has already created. And let me be clear, the black and brown communities 
that were first on the list of those who died cannot be last on the list who receives the vaccines, period. Well, right now, folks, it seems like the only person who's making it harder for black and brown communities in New York State to access the vaccine is Governor Cuomo himself. It's him. He's the one who might be preventing it at this point because he's making accusations that it's not safe. You know, if, if there's any specific evidence that's not safe, okay, cool. Bring it up. Investigate. Whatever. And figure it out. But right now, he's the one who's making it harder. And, and what, a, what an absolutely ridiculous notion. Like, it makes sense for any vaccine distribution plan to leverage the private healthcare networks that are already available. What a ridiculous thing to say that CVSs and Walgreens only exist in rich communities. What an absolutely absurd thing to say. That like it is so wildly out of touch with the experience of everyday New Yorkers. Like how how does man how do we let this clown governor stay? I, I I'm I'm really annoyed by this. You can tell. Um, but how how do we how do we get him to understand? Like listen, I, I live in the city of Rochester. I live in the city. There are pharmacies all over the place you know not not quite in every neighborhood but they there are pharmacies that are accessible by public transit uh you know that are in close proximity in fact you know where uh i took the, the only covid test that i ever gotten i think it was maybe it was a rite aid or something it was it was at some sort of pharmacy the only covid test i ever got was was in a, a high poverty neighborhood like that's that's where i got that that's where these things would be distributed that would make sense to have private business people. Like, well, where else would we do that? You know, what does that look like to Governor Cuomo? I haven't seen an effective alternative plan. All I hear here is whining that somehow uh, private companies can't participate in this process. For what? For what reason? The infrastructure is already there. Governor Cuomo understands this, which brings me back to wondering if there's. If this is purely motivated by politics, that he has now written a book about how he has solved uh, the the COVID crisis and he did it his way by shutting things down. And uh, let's not talk about the nursing home situation, but, you know, but by, by shutting everything down and by by developing phases and blah, blah, blah. You know, so but but we can't let President Trump gain any credit for this somehow, even though I don't I don't even think I don't want to give all that much credit to, to President Trump either. I'm sure he's part of it. But, you know, it is a whole swath of people working together, private companies, individuals, nonprofit organizations, and government institutions working together to solve this crisis. That is a good thing. Governor Cuomo can be a part of that solution. He can, he can say, Here, here's how New York State is going to help distribute, you know, this vaccine, assuming that all the trial, final trials get approved. Because right now it looks like it, it won't start getting distributed until probably like mid to late December. How can New York State be a part of the solution? Go ahead and do that. I'm sure maybe the state government can have a role in making sure that you know, high poverty communities, black and brown communities, whatever communities he wants to target also have access to that. Talk about what that solution is. Right now it's just complaining. So because I think it's, it's far from being detrimental, it is essential to work with private companies to make sure that we have access to that. There should be as few barriers as possible. You should be able to just go, you don't even need to, 
you know, maybe you should talk to your doctor about it. I don't know, but but you should be able to get this as easy as getting a flu shot. You know, that's that's how it should be. Is I should be able to just be like, all right, uh, I'm gonna go up to CVS. Yeah, I'd like a flu shot and a COVID nineteen vaccine. Great, cool. That'll be, you know, either free because my insurance company covers it. I'm sure it probably will. Or, you know, whatever the copay is or whatever your insurance structure is, you should be able to just go up and, and get that as easy as possible. That's what I would love to see. You know, maybe talk to your doctor first. I don't know. I'm not a medical professional and, and who knows. But ideally, that's what that looks like. That you should be able to get that at CVS, at Walgreens, at Walmart, at your local pharmacy, whatever. Whoever has the capacity to store this thing because you do need some sort of special freezer to do it. Um, but it doesn't matter. And what Governor Cuomo seems to want to do, though, is he can he only sees that the only entity that could possibly solve a crisis like this is the state. So anyone who is offering a new solution that not even a new solution, just an alternative solution that doesn't involve force and taxation and spending money, he doesn't seem to want that. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe maybe. Governor Cuomo is, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe he'll come out with a, a great plan that, that also leverages other resources to be able to get the people. Great. I would not, I mean, yeah, I, I would love to see it. I'll, I'll get it. I, I would love to see it. I want it to be successful. I'm, you know, I don't, I don't wish any, like, partisan ill will, unlike what he seems to be doing. I want him to be successful because I want New York State to be successful. I want us to be able to get back to being able to see our families, to run our businesses, and to have, you know, meaningful interaction with other people. I want kids to be able to go back to school. I want this problem to be done as soon as possible. So Governor Cuomo, get on it, man. Like, stop playing politics with us. All right, we'll be back here in just a few minutes on Radio Free New York. Thanks again for joining us. Talk to you soon. You're listening to Radio Free New York. Welcome back to Radio Free New York. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you are listening to us on WSL, the live show from noon to one on this wonderful Monday, give us a call 585-346-3000. But of course, shout out down the line to our friends listening over at WACK out in Newark and WENY, the Patriot down the Southern Tier. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening and being a part of the Radio Free New York family. We love you guys. We appreciate you. All right, so we were talking about uh, talking about vaccine distribution and what's going on with <laughs> with the, this fight between Governor Cuomo and uh, President Trump and and how that's hurting or it may end up hurting everyday New Yorkers if they don't put their politics behind them and just figure this stuff out you know because again what what governor cuomo is threatening to do is a he's trying to to put his own stamp of approval on 
the safety of the vaccines, even though, my goodness, the last thing we need is more duplicative agencies. I mean, more more approvals now at the New York state level for, you know, access to health care. I don't want to set that precedent. I don't like it. And now Governor Cuomo is also saying that he's going to join the NAACP in the Urban League in a lawsuit if the administration doesn't work to address vaguely acknowledged problems of he doesn't like that the private sector is the primary force in distributing any sort of COVID-19 vaccine. Now, why that is, well, I don't know. If someone knows that, someone knows uh, what's going on, and Andrew Cuomo said in, in his administration, give us a call, 585-346-3000. Tell, tell me what you think. What's, what's going on? Does this make sense? Maybe you're listening to this show and you're thinking, yeah, no, thank goodness Governor Cuomo's putting the brakes on here. So you really think? Give me a call, 585-346-3000. Would love to hear from you. I know, and I'm getting a couple more comments in too. <laughs> Garrett, all right. Well, I'll read this, Garrett. Garrett, uh, if people can be bused to BLM protests, they can be bused to wherever the COVID vaccinations are. Travel expenses for medical treatment were a qualified medical expense last I checked, therefore covered by HSA or FSA. Yeah, I mean, that that makes sense. Yeah, you're, you're able to, to get over. Again, in many communities, rural, urban, you know, high-income, low-income, these pharmacies are all over the place. People are able to get this stuff. You're, if, if It's probably more effective to have a, a decentralized, widely distributed vaccine plan than to do something like, like, like the state testing uh, apparatus here. The, the only place I know of that has like the, the state level testing is at the, at least in my county, is at the, uh, the Monroe Community College, which is great. But it's, you know, for me, it's kind of a pain in the butt to get to. I know there are buses that go there and all that. But okay, you know, like if there were only a handful of locations, imagine if every pharmacy had one. There are pharmacies everywhere, y'all. You can you can go and find one. It would be much easier that way. Why spend the extra resources to have the government set up new infrastructure to distribute a vaccine when you could just do that in part with uh, the, the, the pharmacies that already exist? I mean, and you can still, nothing in the Trump plan as far as I'm aware, prevents it from going to like other health clinics and whatnot too. Like if there are other like, you know, health support clinics in in low income communities, they should be able to access those too. Why not? You know, so it'll be interesting to see as this starts to ramp up what happens here. Now, of course, uh, and and I do want to one, one last thing on this. Well, two more things on this, but I don't like that Trump is doing this too. Again, why I don't want to let him off the hook. I wish he would say, well, I, I don't really care what Governor Cuomo says. The people of New York deserve to be able to access this, so we're going to send it over whenever they want. Why, why acknowledge Governor Cuomo's imaginary authority to stop the distribution of vaccine, to stop us from being able to access this vaccine? Why, why give him legitimacy by saying, well, we're just not going to distribute to New York then? No, Governor Cuomo has no right. Send it directly to the pharmacies if they want it. Go and do it. No, so so that's that's where I'm at. You know, I got another comment here, still known YouTube, I from Robert. I am in fact on YouTube. We're on a Radio Free New York page, so we got a new one, new page. Um, 
look for it there. That's that's where we're going to be putting stuff for a little bit. Um, and Robert says the reason that Governor Cuomo is up in arms over vaccine distribution is that it breaks the solely government distribution narrative and single payer healthcare narratives. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, no, that's that's what it is. And I, I got to tell you, folks, it's probably these types of fights are probably going to get worse in the Biden administration. And here's why. Because he now has this plan to have what's called a national, quote-unquote, supply commander that will take command of the national supply chain for essential equipment, medications, and protective gear. Yes, the, the problem... The problem with COVID response was not enough centralization. I'm like, what, how do, like, <laughs> Republicans and Democrats, and I'm sorry, it's Republicans too, not all of them, but some Republicans too, just assume that the problem with central planning is that the wrong central planner is in place. Guys, that's not the problem. The problem is the central planning. That's the issue. It's that you're trying to put all your eggs in one basket, and you've got to hope that whoever is managing all this is competent enough to be able to make the, the decisions for a nation of 320 million people to be able to, to do this effectively. Guess you don't—there there is a knowledge problem. You cannot possibly know enough to understand prices. I, again, we should, we should let the market take care of it because the individual manufacturers— the states, the medical suppliers, people all across the board, they're the ones with the knowledge to be able to navigate and access supplies. We do not need a central planner for this. We don't need one czar to determine how we get our face masks, how we get our ventilators, how we get uh, vaccines, how we get active pharmaceutical supplies. No, let's let markets work. Because every time the government intervenes here, what ends up happening? Well, things get more expensive. Things get more scarce. And again, you are counting on the generosity of whoever's in charge to be able to get those supplies to you. You know, that was my criticism of people who wanted to invoke the Defense Production Act at the beginning of this, this whole pandemic. It's to it, – you, you risk that whoever is controlling those supplies – is going to politicize them. Now, the Biden administration, well, they're probably going to give supplies to New York. New York's a Democratic state. Biden's going to love New York. Wonderful. We're going to be great. We're going to get the supplies that we need. Is every state going to get that treatment, though? What if they do decide to act in a partisan manner? Maybe they won't. But what if the next person does? How can Democrats look at the central planning model with what they say President Trump is doing now, you know, because they had a freak out over the weekend that President Trump was going to deny vaccines to New York State, how can you then, in that same breath, say, yes, it's great that we're going to have a supply commander in Biden? Do you see the hypocrisy here? Do you see what's going on here? No, the, the danger is central planning. Again, if, if you have one distributor that is going to, to not cooperate with you to be able to get your vaccines, to get your supplies, whatever, you can go anywhere else. You should be able to go anywhere in the U.S., anywhere around the world. You should be able to find a new supplier who's willing to sell you those supplies. And as prices start to go up, more people start producing that equipment. That's how markets work. That's how markets can respond effectively, quickly, nimbly to, uh, to crises like this. And, and uh, I'm getting a comment from, uh, 
from Jericho and say it, it should be it will be distributed just like the flu vaccine. I think what's going to be more costly in general is that there's going to be huge campaign to get everyone vaccinated, but agree that decentralization would be the best way. If we do it centralized, there's going to be so much red tape. It's going to be just like testing was where we delayed months because the government couldn't get their act together, can't get their act together. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I worry about is that now instead of just, you know, like the FDA who kind of a little bit slow, a little bit Byzantine, a little bit bureaucratic in, in the development of uh, of the virus testing and the, the antibody testing, imagine that, but now it's more politicized and every single state is trying to do that same thing. It's going to take so, so, so much longer to be able to tackle this and to get us back to having thriving businesses, full schools, and a normal life. All right, so we're going to head the break about now, and then we will uh, we'll be back with one more segment of Radio Free New York. Thanks again for joining us. Talk to you soon. New York. Welcome back to Radio Free New York. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host for today. Thank you again for joining us. And we, we've been talking about, you know, how healthcare decisions, when mixed with politics, can have disastrous results. And again, the game that Governor Cuomo is playing, that President Trump is playing, that Joe Biden will almost certainly be playing as well is that politics and healthcare do not mix. That when you start to make healthcare decisions for all people based on partisan tribalism, it ends up making it more difficult for us to be able to make our own independent decisions, stuff that makes sense for us. You know, and I, and I could go we could do episodes and episodes on the entire concept of why we need to depoliticize Healthcare, because I think it's an incredibly important issue. Because we look at again whether or not our access to health supplies, to medications, and to other things should be controlled by someone who seems more interested in hurting the other team than making sure that someone like you or I are able to get access to the stuff we need to protect our family. That's That's been a recurring theme in this pandemic. I, I've spent many episodes of Radio Free New York talking about this. And it's something that we need to wake up to. We need to start talking to each other and our political leaders about. Because it's really important. I don't want a politician getting between you and your health care decisions. Ever. And I'll, I'll say that about everything. That should be between you and your doctor. And that when it comes to supplies, we don't need a single centralized response. Not only is it inefficient, not only does it miss opportunities to be able to access supplies in more creative ways, in ways that a central planner could not possibly think of. And when I say this too, I'm not trying to say that whoever the planner is, some whoever Biden appoints, whoever Trump appoints, Biden and Trump themselves, I'm not trying to say that they're not smart. I'm saying that it is not possible for them or their small committee of people 
to know enough to solve all of the problems because we are a large, large country. 320 million plus people. I don't remember what the population is anymore. A, a huge number of people. 50 states. Tens of thousands of unique communities. They cannot know what makes sense in those communities. They don't know what the distribution networks look like. What are the government options for distribution of vaccines, of supplies? What do these communities need? What is the situation on the ground in terms of hospital capacity? A central planner in D.C. doesn't know this. What is the culture around the acceptance of wearing masks? Like, they don't know any of this stuff. They can't. It doesn't matter how much data they have. They can't know, which is why we need to make it easier for our communities to make decisions on their own and for individuals to make decisions on their own. Well-informed decisions. Tell people what's going on. Tell people what's happening. Tell people how to access this stuff. Again, a, a vaccine distribution plan that leverages Walgreens and CVS and, and private pharmacies, whatever, that's smart. People know that. You tell people to go to one of their places, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I get that. I know where that one in my neighborhood is. Or maybe they'll be like, oh, I want to wait. Maybe I want to because I've, I've heard this conversation from folks, too. What, what Governor Cuomo is saying that, you know, with, with maybe the vaccine's not safe. OK, fair enough. So so tell people that and say, hey, we haven't, you know, I, t t tell people that, that he isn't going to get it because, you know, he wants to see that it's safe. OK, fine. Do that. But if I want to make a different decision, you want to make a different decision. That's all right to do so. Or, again, again, if you want to make the decision, no, I'm not going to get a COVID vaccine because, you know, it, it went really quick. It's too fast. Okay, fine. Whatever. Do your thing. You know, I, I'm looking at this stuff, too. But I don't want that government. I don't want government to make that decision for us. That's what upsets me. Because they don't know. They don't know my life. I, I want to get back to normal. I want to protect my family. You know, I... I want to make sure that, that the people around me, I want to be able to go see my grandparents. Again, I want to be able to go see my parents that live out in the out in the Utica, Rome area. I want to be able to see them and not have to worry about, are they going to get, you know, me sick or my wife sick? Or am I going to get them sick? You know, am I going to get my grandparents sick? I don't want to have to worry about that stuff. And I don't want to have to, you know, like I could go and I could wear a mask around there, but I'm not going to do that. I can't, I can't do that for Thanksgiving dinner. So I either have to, to, to take a risk, which is my right to do, even though Governor Cuomo was trying to say that maybe I don't have the right to do that. I can't have a gathering of more than 10 people. But if I want to take that risk, that's my business. That's their business. As long as we all consent to taking that risk, that is on us. But no, we the government should be making these decisions for us. I'll keep saying that over and over again because... That is our right as individuals. Governor Cuomo, maybe he, maybe he's a smart guy. And I'm sure he is. I'm sure he legitimately is a smart guy. He just doesn't know everything. He doesn't know what's best for my life. He doesn't know what's best for your life. He doesn't know what's best for Avon, New York, or Rochester, New York, any more than he knows what's best for New York City. There's limited knowledge. And to me, it's not just a Democrat problem. It's a Republican problem, too, because I, the, the Republicans... We'll try to do the same thing. They'll, they'll, they'll talk about being opposed to socialized medicine, but they will centralize control in decision-making abilities on both healthcare and the economy 
if you give them a chance, if you don't call them to account. And that's what we need to continually be able to fight. And it's not in the abstract either. It's It has a tangible impact on our life. And again, with this with this vaccine situation, we can see what it looks like in real life. Yeah, that, that, that's where I'm at on those. And again, uh, we, we got a, we got a couple minutes left. Uh, if you got any other thoughts on that, give us a call, 585-346-3000. Let me know. I appreciate you being here and listening to this discussion in the meantime, though, because I think it is, I think it is really, really important here. And if we want to get back to normal, we're going to need to find vaccines and, and other stuff. Like, it, people really are getting sick. Right, you know, I've been, I've been hearing about how in my area, Rochester, the the hospitals are starting to fill up. Okay, could could get scary out there. Maybe some people are really, really getting sick. I'm convinced it is that there's a real thing going on here. And and actually, you know, I I got a, I got one more story that's interesting, and maybe I'll talk about this more on Wednesday. There's a, a story of a, a a soccer team who had to uh, forfeit their sectional game. Uh, it was supposed to be. Uh, uh, Avoca Prattsburg versus uh, Sio School District. The the Avoca team wanted to, to wear their their masks, and the the Sio team, I guess, was refusing, so they canceled the soccer game. You know, and I just want to bring up the story quickly to just to think about you know how this is affecting everyday lives. Like there, you know, for some of these students, you know, I played soccer in high school. This was you know a sectionals game. This was a a huge opportunity for them. Uh, you know. You, you want to be able to, to have that normal life. And I, and I want to respect the decisions that people are making. And I think it's tough to decide from a school district perspective, you know, do you, do you pull your kids out of this? Or do you, do you force kids to wear a mask during these games? You know, if you can't come to a consensus, then all right, maybe you can't have that. And, and I don't know what the right decision here is. You know, my, my, inclination is like maybe everyone should wear a mask but man it's tough to do that while doing an athletic activity that that is actually tough but if we want to get back to normal life we need less government decision making we need more decentralized decision making we need to be able to act on our own to empower communities and to empower individuals with their health care decisions that is that that's that's what I'm gonna keep preaching over and over again, and so I, I respect the teams that are doing this. this. is a tough case, you know. I, I look at that, and you know, I I want to, I, I I hate to see it. So how do we get over this as soon as possible? And one more comment, guys. I still remember uh, from Nick. I still remember getting a polio vaccine as it became available in the 1950s. Distribution was held at the National Guard Armory in the town I lived in. Huge lines of folks queued up to get it. Yeah, no, interesting. Um. Yeah, and, that, and that's how it is. I mean, that's what it may look like. Huge lines. Let's try to get that out to folks as soon as possible. Thanks again for listening to us here on Radio Free New York. I appreciate you being here. Tomorrow, Larry Sharp is up. I will see y'all on Wednesday. <laughs>